Welcome to Zichu Daf Simani. Remember by Ram Goldar and today we're going to Baba Kama Daf Nun, the fifth paragraph. Shorshan Nagach as a parak. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Bryce where Bishma says that the board described by the Torah is one whose opening is in Rishus of Rabbim. Rabbi Kiva says the Torah's bore is where one is mafkir's property, but not his bore, meaning a bore in Rishus Yachid, where people may walk up to its edge. Rabbi explains that all agree that one is high for a bore in Rishus Rabbim because the Pasuk says, ki if a man shall uncover a covered pit, and adds, ki or if a man digs a pit, which appears superfluous, so one is even liable for uncovering someone else's pit to teach, that it is based on the matter of opening or digging the pit, the liability comes to him without owning it, thus referring to Rishus Rabbim. The Malchokas applies to a bore in Rishus Yachid, for which Rekiva holds him liable because of the phrase Bal Habor, the owner of the pit, implying liability for an own pit. Whereas Rabbi Shmuel exempts him, and the digger of the ownerless pit is called the Bal Hatakala, the master of the obstacle in his liability. Rabbi Yosef says that all Tanaim agree that one is high for a pit in Rishus Yachid, and the argument pertains to a bore in Rishus Rabbi. Pointing to the Gemara relates the story of Nechunya Chofer Shichin, Nechunya, the ditch digger, who would dig pits along the roads to make water available to those coming to Yushalayim for the Regalim, whose daughter fell into a pit. Rav Chinin ben was confident that no harm would befall her because it was inconceivable that his daughter would be harmed through the very thing he sacrificed himself to provide the public. Still, Rabbi Acha said that his son died from thirst because the Torah says, ma'od, and his surroundings are extremely turbulent teaching. The Kosh Baruch is exacting with those who surround him, even to within a hair's breadth. Rabbi Nechunya provides another source. Hashem is dreaded in the great council of the holy and is awesome over all those who surround him. Rabbi Chanina said, Anyone who says, Hashem is disregarding of sin, his life shall be disregarded. Rather, the Pasuk describes all the Kosh Baruch ways as Mishpat, justice. And point number three, Rav says, Bor Shechiba Alav Torah, regarding the pit for which the Torah held the digger liable, his liability is for its foul air, but not for its impact in the fall. The Gemara observes that Rav holds about the damage of impact, it's the ground of the earth which damaged him, which the digger does not own, as opposed to the foul air which he generated through digging. Shmuel says, his liability is for its foul air and certainly for its impact. The source he is also responsible for the foul airs because the bore of the Torah includes a pit filled with wads of wool where there's no impact. A nafkamina between these opinions is the Avigoba Rishus Rabim, where he made an elevation in Rishus Rabim and an animal fell off it. According to Rav, he's not responsible since there's no foul air in this open area. And according to Shmuel, he's high for the impact. So once again, the three points are, number one, it was taught in a brace, so Rabbi Shmuel says that the board described by the Torah is one whose opening is in Rishus of Rabim. Rabbi Kiva says the Torah's bore is where one was Mafkir's property, but not his bore, meaning a bore in Rishus Yachid, where people may walk up to its edge. Rabbi explains that all agree that one is high for a bore in Rishus of Rabim because the Pasuk says, Ki if a man shall uncover a covered pit, and adds, Ki or if a man digs a pit, which appears superfluous, so one is even liable for uncovering someone else's pit to teach that it is based on the matter of opening or digging the pit, the liability comes to him without owning it, thus referring to Rishus Rabim. The Malchokas applies to a bore in Rishus Yachid, for which Rekiva holds him liable because of the phrase Bal Habor, the owner of the pit, implying liability for an own pit. Whereas Rabbi Shmuel exempts him, and the digger of the ownerless pit is called the Bal Hatakala, the master of the obstacle in his liability. Rabbi Yosef says that all Tanaim agree that one is high for a pit, in Rishus Yachid, and the argument pertains to a bore in Rishus Rabbi. 
Point number two, the Gemara relates the story of Nechunya Chover Shichin, Nechunya, the ditch digger, who would dig pits along the roads to make water available to those coming to Yushalayim for the Regalim, whose daughter fell into a pit. Revechinin ben was confident that no harm would befall her because it was inconceivable that his daughter would be harmed through the very thing he sacrificed himself to provide the public. Still, Rabbi Acha said that his son died from thirst because the Torah says, Usfivav nisara ma'od, and his surroundings are extremely turbulent teaching. The Koshbaruch is exacting with those who surround him, even to within a hair's breadth. Rabbi Nechunya provides another source. Hashem is dreaded in the great council of the holy and is awesome over all those who surround him. Rabbi Chanina said, Anyone who says, Hashem is disregarding of sin, his life shall be disregarded. Rather, the Pasuk describes all the Koshbaruch's ways as Mishpat, justice. And point number three, Rav says, Regarding the pit for which the Torah held the digger liable, his liability is for its foul air, but not for its impact in the fall. The Gemara observes that Rav holds about the damage of impact, it's the ground of the earth which damaged him, which the digger does not own, as opposed to the foul air which he generated through digging. Shmuel says, His liability is for its foul air and certainly for its impact. The source he is also responsible for the foul airs because the bore of the Torah includes a pit filled with wads of wool where there's no impact. Enough coming between these opinions is the Avigoba Rishus Rabim, where he made an elevation in Rishus Rabim and an animal fell off it. According to Rub, he's not responsible since there's no foul air in this open area. And according to Shmuel, he's high for the impact. All right, so now we go to Simon Duff Nun, and her standard Simon is a non-stop flight, a non-stop flight. So here goes. The crew member from the Nazik non-stop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishusayachid, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, saved a ditch digger's daughter who fell into a pit of water, but couldn't save his son who died of thirst, nor the cow that fell into a pit that died from the foul air. Once again, it's slow motion. The crew member from the Nunezikin non-stop rescue team flight, non-stop flight? That must be more enough. None. The crew member from the Nunezikin non-stop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishusi Yahid, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, which reminds us it was taught in a Bryce where Rabbi says that the boar described by the Torah is one whose opening is in Rishusa Rabim. Rabbi Kiva says the Torah's boar is where one was Mafkir's property, but not his boar, meaning a boar in Rishusi Yahid, where people may walk up to its edge. Two interpretations of the Malchokas are broad. So the crew member from the Nazik non-stop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishusa Yachid, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, saved a ditch digger's daughter who fell into a pit of water, but couldn't save his son, who died of thirst. Which reminds the more relates the incident of the Chunyu Chofer Shichin, who would dig pits of water for the Oli Regalim, where his daughter fell into a pit of water and was saved. Rechinina Bendoza was sure that she would be saved, since it was inconceivable that his daughter would be harmed through the very thing he sacrificed himself to provide the public. Yet his son did die of thirst, and Rukhanina said, Ko Omar Kojbaruchu Vatranhu. Anyone who says a Kojbaruchu is disregarding of sin, Yevatru Chayov, his life should be disregarded. Rather, the Pusik describes all of Hashem's ways as Mishpat, justice. So the crew member from the Nazikan nonstop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishuziachit, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, saved a ditch digger's daughter who fell into a pit of water, but couldn't save his son, who died of thirst, nor the cow that fell into a pit that died 
from the foul air, which reminds us, Rav says, Borsha of Torah, regarding the pit for which the Torah held the digger liable, his liability is for its foul air, but not for its impact in the fall. Gemara observes that Rav holds about the damage of impact, it's the ground of the earth which damaged him, which the digger doesn't own, as opposed to the foul air which he generated through digging. Shmuel says, his liability is for its foul air, and certainly for its impact. So once again, the crew member from the Nazik nonstop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishusayachi, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, saved a ditch digger's daughter who fell into a pit of water, but couldn't save his son, who died of thirst, nor the cow that fell into a pit that died from the foul air. All right, so now it's time for Four Balabach Hazar. Daf Membav. So the similar Daf Membav is a cow that goes moo. So here goes. The owner of the mooing ox, mooing ox, that must mean we're in Daf Membav, moo. The owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow gourd with the dead cow fetus by its side, told the owner of the fetus, Hamotzim Mechavero, Olivaraya, which reminds us, the fifth parak begins, If an ox scored a cow and its fetus was found dead at its side, and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the ox scored it, and the ox's owner is not responsible, or if it gave birth after the ox gored it, causing the loss of the fetus, he pays chassin nezik for the cow and ravin nezik for the fetus. This mission reflects the opinion of Sumkas who holds, Mamun Choki, man whose ownership is inherently in doubt, is divided by the two parties. But the Chamim hold, Zekhal Gadol Badin, this is a great rule in judgment. So the owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow, a gourd of the dead cow fetus, by its side, told the owner of the fetus, Hamotzi Alavaraya, which is a called Gadol Bedin, which reminds us, us why the principle of Hamotz Mechaber Alavaraya is called called Gadol Bedin, a great rule in judgment. It first answers that it teaches Dafil Nizak Omer Bari, Umazik Omer Shema, that even if the victim says, you're definitely liable, and the damage only says, I'm possibly exempt, the victim cannot collect without proof. And we also learn that, in Holchin B'mamun Acharov, we don't go after the majority in monetary matters. So the owner of the mooing ox, which was standing by the dead cow gourd with the dead cow fetus by its side, told the owner of the fetus, Hamotzim Mechavero, Alavaraya, which is Bedin, and is based on Sephora, like someone sick, going to a doctor, which reminds us. Ravashi says that Hamotzim Mechavero, Alavaraya, is a Sephora. It's simple logic that one suffering from pain goes to a doctor to be cured. Similarly, anyone attempting to litigate a claim against his fellow must substantiate his claim to Bastin. Daf Mem Zayin. So the similar Daf Mem Zayin is a maze. So here goes. The maze owner's cow. Maze? That must be more Daf Mem Zayin. The maze owner's cow that Gordon ox and ran into the maze with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or quarter damages, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that where a pregnant cow Gordon ox and it's unknown if the cow gave birth before the attack or afterwards, if the cow is here, then half damages can be collected from the cow. And if the cow is not here, then quarter damages can be collected from the offspring. So, the maize owner's cow that Gordon Oxen ran into the maze with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or quarter damages, broke some pots that were placed there by a potter who had rishos to enter, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, If a potter brought his pots into a homeowner's courtyard without rishos, and the homeowner's animal damaged the pots, he's potter from paying, and if the animal is harmed by the pots, the potter is chayev. But if he brought them in with permission and they were broken, the courtyard 
its owner is liable. The same laws are taught for bringing in produce or an animal. Rebbe says, In all these cases, the homeowner is not high for property damage in his domain unless he accepts it to guard it. So the maize owner's cow that gored an ox and ran into a maze with its recently born calf to escape payment of half damages or quarter damages, broke some pots that were placed there by a potter who had rishos to enter, and then died from overeating produce that was put there by someone who wasn't allowed to be there, but still didn't have to pay, which reminds us. The mission taught that if the homeowner's animal is harmed by produce brought in without permission, the produce's owner is liable. Rava said that this is only where the animal slipped on the produce, but if the animal ate the produce and died from overeating, he is put because it should not have eaten so much. Tosas explains that one is not high where the animal brought the harm upon itself. Daf Memches. So the similar Daf Memches relates to Moak brain, and we use brainiacs. So here goes. The brainiacs, why brainiac? That must mean Daf Memches. Moak, brain. The brainiacs, why baking in her neighbor's house, who was horrified when the neighbor's goat died from eating her dough, making her chayef to pay, which reminds us, the Gemara relates that a woman once entered someone's house with permission to bake. The homeowner's goat ate the dough and died, and Rav required her to pay for the goat. This is because since she requires privacy, because her arms are exposed during the process, the yard's owner removed himself from the property when granting her permission to bake there. Therefore, the responsibility of guarding his property is upon her. So the brainiacs, why baking in her neighbor's house, who was horrified when the neighbor's goat died from eating her dough, making or have to pay, called her husband who was busy testing the water in a pit to see if it was fouled from a shore's body that fell into it or from the carcass's odor, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Memzayin Amabes had taught. If the trespasser's ox fell into the homeowner's pit and fouled its waters, its owner is chayv. Rav said this is only when it fouled the waters while falling into them, when it's classified as a shore. But if it fouled them after falling in, he's exempt. According to Rav, Rav's statement is revised to be that an ox's owner is only chayv shehivish megufo, where it fouled the waters with its body. But if it fouled them with the carcass's odor, he's put to be because grama ba'amu, it's merely causative damage. For grama ba'amu, machayv, and one is not chayv for mere causative damage. So the brainiac's wife baking in her neighbor's house, who was horrified when the neighbor's goat died from eating her dough, making her chayv to pay, called her husband, who was busy testing the water in a pit to see if it was fouled from a shore's body that fell into it or from the carcass's odor, unaware that an ox just fell into a pit behind him, killing his father, making its owner chayv and kofer, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that if the homeowner's father's son was in the pit, and was killed when the ox fell in, its owner pays kofer. The more asked that the ox is a tam and it's not liable to kofer. Rav answers that the animal was a mua to fall onto people in pits, and Rav Yosef explains that it was not killed the first three times because the cases where it saw vegetation at the pit's edge and fell in while trying to eat it, never intending to kill, and became a mua to do so. Daf Mem Tess. So the similar Daf Mem Tess is meat, and we often use a butcher. So here goes. As two women in the butcher shop, butcher shop, that must be more in Daf Mem Tess, meat. As two women in the butcher shop were arguing who was worth more, the pregnant one or the one who had given birth, which reminds us, the next mission explains how to evaluate the mevladus to pay when striking a pregnant woman caused a miscarriage. The Tanakhama says we assess a woman's value while pregnant and after miscarrying, and he pays a difference. Ramesh Gamuil says, if so, a woman increases in value after giving birth. Rather, we assess the offspring to determine their value. Rav explains Ramesh Gamuil's statement, since childbirth is dangerous, her value is lower when she's pregnant. Rather, we evaluate the fetuses themselves. So, 
As two women in the butcher shop were arguing who was worth more, the pregnant one or the one who would give him birth, the butcher got a shock when it turned out that the Gyor is buying meat using the mevados she received when she was struck after her Gyor husband died, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that if someone strikes a Gyor who is married to a Gyor and he dies without heirs, the damager is exempt from the mevados. Rabbah says that if he struck her after the husband died, she has already acquired the offspring when he died and she receives the mevados. Rabbah Chisa objected, are offspring bundles of money that she can acquire them when her husband dies. Rather, if the husband died, no payment is made. So as two women in the butcher shop were arguing who was worth more, the pregnant one or the one who had given birth, the butcher got a shock when it turned out that the Gyor is buying meat using the demevada she received when she was struck after her Gyor husband died was the wife of the Gyor he had lent money to and who had given him. A mashkan, which reminds us, if a ger's mashkan was in Israel's possession and the ger died, the Israel acquires the equivalent of the debt owed him and someone else can acquire the rest. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do we learn about the four Shomrim who are Nichinusu Tachas Habalim? That's on Duff. Memhe. Good number 2. Which stuff do we learn if Bor is liable in Rishus Rabim or in Rishus Yachi? That's on Duff. None. Good number three. Which of them and why the woman baking in her neighbor's property was Chayev for the goat that died from eating her dough? That's on Duff. Memchas. Good number four. Which stuff do you discuss whether a Gior is married to a Ger that died receives Demevlados for injury after his passing? That's on Duff. Memtes. Good number five. Which stuff do you why the owner of an ox that fell into a homeowner's pit, killing his father or son, was liable in Kofer? That's on Duff. Memchas. Good number six. Which stuff do you discuss if Bor is liable, Mishum Hevlo or Chabato, its foul air, or from the impact? That's on Duff. None. Good number seven. Which stuff do we discuss what to do with the mashkon of a ger who died? That's on Duff. Memtas. Good number eight. Which stuff do we learn about Nochunya Kofer Shichin's daughter who was saved from the water but whose son died from thirst and that Akash Baruch is not a vatran? That's on Duff. None. Good number nine. Which stuff do we learn that one is not a chayv when someone's animal overeats and dies from produce that was not permitted to be in the Baalbais' chatzir? That's on Duff. Memzine. Good. Number 10. Which stuff do we learn that Hamotzi Mechavero of Araya is called Gadol Bedin? That's on Duff. Memvav. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is everybody. Rumgold her from Zichrushin. A great day and great learning.